refer you and give and deliver tonight's message. We're so excited that you're here with us. Again, uh, welcome. And we are so excited for this time of year. My kids, I know, are excited because tomorrow is the last day of school. So they're excited. Parents are probably going, oh, my gosh, there's some people excited. All right. So we, there's people that are excited. Parents, they don't know what. It's always that first week that the enthusiasm is amped up. And then after the first week, they're like, please get them to camp, you know, and then please can camp be longer. So that's so we're so excited for, for, for the summer. I am so enthused about it. I don't know. It's always been since I was a kid. I've always enjoyed summer vacation because we would get a break from school. But it's kind of difficult now as an adult because I don't get a summer off. You know, the adults are like, yay, summer's here. But they're like, wait a minute. The kids are at home. I'm working. I don't know if that's fair. Maybe she's in the kids to work and the parents stay home. I don't know. That, 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 that might work out. But summer vacation is a great time. I I love summer because I, I, I love seeing my kids and how available they are. And anyone that knows my family, we, 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 we like to live for the adventure. Uh, we have some friends of ours that say, um, their daughter said recently, she said, Dad, we need to put a bag in our car, um, uh, a bag of extra clothes. And he said, well, why is that? He says, because we're, we're going to be with the Rioses. We never know what to expect. We never know what's going to happen. And that's the excitement that I have about summer. You just never know what to expect. So people are planning for a vacation. We're getting ready to go on, on a journey here. And, and, and a lot of times when we plan our vacations, I, I've heard staff and I've heard people talk about, oh, I'm going on a, on, on a cruise and, and we're going to go here for the summer. And they plan for a whole year getting, it, getting everything in order. But a lot of times I, I find it kind of funny that we as people, we don't get prepared for what life has in front of us. We kind of let our faith journey just kind of come as it will, and we just kind of go through the motions or go with the flow. But we really need to prepare for what life has for us, for what God has in store for us. We're not consulting some sort of, of, of travel guru, but we're consulting God. Say, God, we need to trust you for the direction you have for our lives, and we need to plan that out. So here, the, so I get the privilege to start the summer series, this June series. Um, it is entitled "A Road, the Ultimate Road Trip." And so, so for the next few weeks, we're going to take you guys on a road trip, and we're going to give you some tips on, on on how to get ready and how to allow God just to take control of your life. Next week, Pastor Jonathan is going to talk about what it means uh, to to uh, discover. Uh, to allow God to lead you, to allow God to lead you on every turn, on every road. Uh, the week after that, Pastor Danae is going to talk about how to be ready for all those unexpected bumps and turns and detours. And the week after, the final week, Pastor Tito is going to talk about the importance of traveling with good companions, with good travel buddies. So that's going to be so, how, how important that is. So I love road trips. I really do. But the family of seven... We don't take many flights. We, we, we take the road, and we love it. That's how I grew up. We, I grew up in a family of eight. My dad, he had bought a blue cargo van, and it was empty inside. This was back in the days when it was okay not to drive without a seatbelt, I guess. So we just had the big shell of a van, and my dad just built a bed and put siding and paneling and installed some, 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 uh, some windows and some fans, and we were good to go cross-country, and we did. We had that van for 20 years, and we drove from coast to coast, and we experienced a lot of things. So so that was just, it was just so much fun. That van was called the Mystery Machine by all my friends in high school because it looked like the Scooby-Doo van, but it was okay. It was, I drove it, I had wheels, but whatever. But, but a road trip is so much fun. And so me and my family, we love taking road trips. We just enjoy it. Um, my wife was a little nervous. She was like, I don't know about these roads. Why don't we just fly? I'm like, no, watch, you're gonna enjoy it. It'll be fine. And our kids, miraculously, that was when they were at their best. 
I don't know what it was. Maybe because it was the, maybe because they all fell asleep. I don't know, but it was just it was they were at their they're at their best in road trips, and we enjoy road trips. Road trips are, are 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 a blast for us. We enjoy the conversation. We make jokes. We play games. And I'm sure some of you can probably think back in your childhood when you took some road trips to places that you wanted to go. You would go, you know, to to the destination and the journey, and you wanted to enjoy all those places. And there was just some games in your imagination. Like I said, we had a cargo van that my dad installed windows that so I would always when everybody was asleep, I would hold on to a speaker like I was in Star Wars and I would look out the back window and I would pretend I was like shooting everybody and blowing them up. And I mean, I was just, that's just how, that's just how my imagination would go because you're driving from Texas to California and you need something to entertain you. And that's what I did. So, so, but road trips are, are great. And the biggest thing about road trips is I know people were saying, well, there's a lot of mix-ups that can happen in road trips. And there are. There are, there's a lot of things that can happen. Um, cars can break down. I've endured that. I've endured having to stop and change an alternator on the road and just keep on going. Flat tires and all sorts of stuff. Um, but one of the biggest things that it's usually before the road trip for us. Um, before the road trip, getting ready to go on the trip is always a hassle. And, we're just, and so for us, being a family of seven, it's packing and my wife packs. I mean, she, pack, she helps all the kids pack, and we get it all done. And then I have to load it up into the car, and I'm loading the car, and I'm maneuvering everything in the back of our Suburban. And then, you know, and so then we're having, and of course now I have teenage daughters, and we have more stuff. And so now, I, so a friend of ours loaned us a cargo bag that I put on top of the Suburban and put more luggage in. And, man, we just load that van up. And little did I know that was dangerous, but it's okay. But, you know, God's with us, right? So the bottom line is that, is that we just load it up. And so by the time... So I have a certain system of loading everything in the car and packing everything just so I have my tools in case the car breaks down, make sure we got stuff here. We got like a, like a, like a, a first aid kit. And then we have a, some, a bag of books in case I want to read when I'm on vacation, which I never do. And then we have all these other, other bags. So I'm stacking everything that looks nice. And we have food and snacks and everything. And then the last piece comes out. And here comes my wife with her pillow and, and, and blanket and and I always thought I was the only one until Pastor Jim mentioned on Sunday that Miss Denise does the same thing. She takes her blanket everywhere she goes. So I'm like, well, I'm in good company then. I'm like, if Pastor, if, if Miss Denise takes her blanket, then that's fine. Beth can take her blanket all she wants. But, <laughs> but the bottom line is she has her blanket and her pillow. But then I multiply that by five because now she has little disciples who are my children. And they're taking all their blankets and all their pillows. I'm like, just bring the mattresses. Just do that. It's fine. You know? But they're loading everything up and, and just fill. I'm like, man, I thought I had just cracked the code of filling our, of packing right. But now we have to shove all these pillows and blankets and my kids' stuffed animals and all sorts of things. And that's always a hassle when we're having to pack. We're having to pack for our road trip. And, and, and some of you guys may know that, that, that sometimes when we're packing, we have to pack the right things. And there's some tips that I kind of want to share with you, um, especially out of, a ver- out of a Bible verse that we have here in the Bible, that, um, that, that, that'll kind of give us some, some packing techniques. And so we need to do that as well. As we journey through our, our faith journey, there are some, sometimes we tend to, to, to take the wrong stuff. Sometimes, there, sometimes we don't know... Uh, our purpose. We don't know where we're going, and, and hopefully here in some, in some tips that I give you, it'll give you some clarity in how to get ready and just how to push forward to what God has for you. So in the book of Hebrews, if you have your, if you have your Bibles, your apps, you can open up to the book of Hebrews. It's in, if you have a, a print Bible, it's, it's actually in between two smaller books, Philemon and James. It's in between there. James is my favorite book of the Bible. So you just go, just kind of go in there, and you'll find it. So in, the, in Hebrews uh, chapter 12 is where we're going to be, our main text is going to be. 
But, before, but the chapter before that, let me give you some background. The chapter before that is a great chapter. If you have an opportunity to read it, please, please read it. It's, it's, we, we, we have the love chapter in Corinthians. This was the faith chapter, and it describes what faith is. And one of my favorite verses is in there. And so the author of Hebrews is describing in this chapter faith and what faith is. And then he goes back to the forefathers and begins to talk and, and reference them and saying how they lived their life of faith. He goes all the way back to the beginning of the Bible in Genesis, it goes from Abel and, and, and all the way down to Christ. And he just goes all the way through it and talks about faith. And as he's chatting about them in chapter 12, he turns to the audience and says, and, and writes this, this passage. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a, such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles if you have a pen or a highlighter underline that's a big line there let us throw off everything that hinders the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith so that's the deal is that is that we see here that we've heard it before that life Life is a, is a race. But here for this person, for this series, we're saying it's a road trip. It's a journey. So the big idea is this. The big idea, since I had you unline that, 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 that sentence there, is this. The big idea says, always be ready for where you're going. It's simple. Always be ready for where you're going. And in order for you to be ready for where you're going, there's a few things that you need to know. Number one, you need to know where you're going. Right? That's not a surprise. When you're going on a trip, you have to know where you are going. You just don't hop in a car and just take off. I mean, there's some people that do that. That's great. But we have to know where we're going if, we, if we're going to pack for the right things. The destination is what really determines what we pack. If you go to Oregon, you're not going to pack surfboards and, surf and, and board shorts and sandals if you're going to go hiking in Oregon, which is one of my vacations I want to take. But on the other side, if, you, if, if you're going to go to Miami Beach, you're going to go to the beach, you're not going to take, take hiking boots and a, and a parka, and you're not going to take things that you don't need there. You need to know where you're going in order to pack for that trip, especially when we're camping. When me and my kids are camping, I have to go see what they're taking us because it, 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 it could be 80, 90, 100 degrees when we're camping, and they're taking jeans and sweaters and hoodies. I'm like, no, that's not what you take. You're going, you're taking the wrong things. And so, and so we have to be sure that we know where we're going so we can take the right stuff with us so, so we can be prepared for our journey because it, it's all about getting to that destination. The Bible says that the race is marked out before us. So that's how we know we have a path that we need to go. Jesus himself said he is the way. So he is that path. He is that path that we're to be taking because he is the way. And the ultimate destination and, and the destination we got to take is heaven. That's our destination. And our ultimate goal is Jesus. We need to be like Christ. And, but you're like, wait a minute. Well, if, if heaven's the destination, I mean, how long is that trip? I'm glad you asked that. That's point number two. You have to discover how long your trip is going to be. In order for us to pack the right stuff, you want to take the right amount of clothes. That's what I do. I set out all my clothes on the floor. I sit down Monday and Tuesday, and then I may work out here. So Wednesday and Thursday, okay, I, have my four, I, have four, I have four days of clothing. Make sure everything's there. Maybe an extra pair of clothes just in case anything happens or my wife wants to go somewhere nice, put another set of clothes aside. But we, I always plan and have everything there, socks and shorts and, 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 and shirts and a pair of jeans because she wants me to wear jeans every now and then and shoes to kind of match everything. So we want to be sure we got everything. So you have to know how long you're going to be on your trip. 
And like the phrase I said before, that our ultimate destination in this life is to be like Christ. It is. And I want you to think about that. Our ultimate destination in life is to be like Christ. But the journey we are on takes a lifetime. It does. It takes a lifetime to, uh, to pursue that Christ-likeness. We never arrive, no matter if you're 16 or 6 or 106, we never arrive to that point that, that, that we think we're to be. We're always to be growing. We're always to be learning. It takes a lifetime. The Apostle Paul himself even said, not that I have already attained this. If, Paul, if the Apostle Paul, who was the greatest uh, apostle that, that in, in, in the Bible, can say, I've not attained this. And he didn't even say his journey was complete until he was at the point of death. That's when he said, I fought the good fight and I finished the race. We need to, need to continue to grow. As disciples of Christ, as followers of Jesus, if we're going to pursue this journey of faith, this discipleship journey, we need to know that we have to constantly grow. It's a constant motion. It's not a destination that we hit. It's a direction we go because the destination is heaven. It's heaven, and that it takes a lifetime to get there. Number three, so we learned that it, it's the, the, we have to know where we're going, we don't know how long it's going to take, but we have to expect the unexpected. We have to expect the unexpected. I remember when I got, when, I, when me and my wife got married, um, it was a great day, and like most 22-year-olds that get married, our honeymoon was Disney World. And I was, don't laugh, I was excited. I was like, I want to go to Disney World. And I thought this was the coolest thing to take my bride. And so we, so me and my wife were like, yes, we're going to go to Disney World. For, and we're going to see all four parks. We're going to have a great time. And so I'm packing my, at my house, I'm packing all my clothes to go on my honeymoon. And my dad looks and he's like, son, why are you taking sweaters and you're taking jackets? You know, why are you taking all that? You're going to Florida. It's going to be sunshine. It's going to be wonderful. I said, no, dad. He said, you just, dad, you just never know. You never know. Because see, because I grew up with what, what, the, what, what, what the Assemblies of God calls the Royal Rangers. And the Royal Rangers, it was like Boy Scouts. But what we did, there was a, there was a motto, and the motto was ready, ready for anything. Ready to serve, play, work, obey, worship, live, etc. That was the whole thing. That was, I remember that. I was Ranger of the Year, that's how I know. But anyways, but like... That's what it was. I had to be ready for everything, for anything. So I had it there. So I would pack for every occasion. So when we get to Florida, it's shiny. The sun is, is going. The weather is great. And I'm like, well, you know, I just have my stuff here. I, I didn't worry about it. But then as the, as the week went on, as we were on our honeymoon, it rained. I had my jacket. It was cold. I had a sweatshirt. I was like, and I, and this was before cell phones, so I couldn't text my dad or face, or face, face selfie him or whatever. I just took a picture and said, look. I told you that I, that I was ready. And so that was the thing. I, I was like, I was just having to prove my dad wrong. But anyways, but I was just like, I, I was ready for anything. We have to expect the unexpected in life. And, and, and the part of that scripture says the sin that so easily entangles. And the issue with that is that it's funny that that phrase is in there, the sin that so easily entangles. That's what we have to kind of strip off. And the thing with that is that sometimes we know, you would think we know what sin is. You would think, you know, it's, it's what's wrong. It's something that, that misses the mark. And we kind of know that this is sin. We know not to touch that. Don't go there. But something that entangles you, you're going to kind of avoid it, and you're going to avoid sin. But 
I believe the author here is talking about not the obvious sins. It's those things that are sneaky, those, those attitudes and those behaviors and, 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 and those thoughts and the way we speak and the little things that we think, oh, I got this under control or I can handle this or this isn't that bad. But then it begins to envelop us and entangle us and get us all caught up in this, in this web of sin and destruction. And he told us to strip those things away. Get everything out of your mind. Pull all that stuff, well, you got to expect the unexpected. Even in Genesis, it, uh, the, 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 the Lord told, told Cain, why are, you, you know, why are you thinking all these about your brother? Sin is crouching at your door. It's not, a, it's not the obvious. It's what we think is fine, normal, that we can handle this, that gets us and entangles us and winds up, and winds up ruining our life. The last part, we said, um, know where you're going. Know how long it's going to take. Expect the unexpected. The last, don't overpack. Don't do it. Now, if you see me, if ever you're here early when I come in or if I'm walking out of, out of the hallway, people always ask me, why do you have so many bags? And that's how it's been since I was a kid. I would always stuff my backpack. I'd always carry more bags because I always thought I could get more done than I do, and I never do. And I always lugged around all this stuff. And I'm like, well, you just never know. Again, the ready, you know, but... I just, I just never, I was like, man, I need to stop carrying this stuff. This, I'm just notorious for carrying so much stuff. But we do that in life. We do that in life. And this is kind of the one thing I kind of really wanted to, wanted to hone in on, on this point. And because I heard during worship they were talking about stuff of us letting things go. And we're on this journey of, of faith, this journey of life that we're on with God. And, and, and sometimes the, the, the journey is great. The, the journey is wonderful. I'll tell everybody, it's the best life. I never say it's the easiest life, but it is the best. And the way for us to travel light in this world and in our faith journey is that there's some things that we really do need to let go. There's things that, 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 that weigh us down, such as the weight of self-reliance, that I can do everything on my own. I don't need anybody's help. I got this. The weight of discontent, just not happy with it, just always negative, just always kind of upset with what's going on in life. Weariness, the luggage of weariness, just, you're just tired. But weariness, sometimes it's, it's the result of carrying too much stuff. The weight of worry, the weight of guilt, you know, Oh, God can never use me. I can never be a leader. I can never go work at a ministry. I can never do that. I can never talk to that person. Always having, because, because of the things I've done in my past. We all have a past. We really do. We all have a past. Every saint that I know has a past. The difference is, is, is that they use that, they use that story for God's glory. They use it to point people to God because that's really our purpose. Our purpose isn't here to, uh, to, to, to get the great job and then to get to retirement and then coast through life, which would be great. Our purpose here is to point people to heaven. So if you're young, guys, pursue that career. Pursue whatever it is, but, you, but make sure God is your center. You make sure God is your center, but use those things that God has given you to point people to him. If you're retired, I love you. I want to be at that point. But use your retirement. Use that. Ask God to, to find a creative way for you, for you to point the younger generation forward, to help us discover that, hey, if I went through it, you can do it too. 
You, we, are, we have never fully arrived. Remember, it takes a lifetime to accomplish the journey we're on. The reality is this, is that there are some dangers and even inconveniences that cause us to overpack that we're not fully aware of. And these are the effects of kind of overpacking. You leave no room for anything else in your luggage, right? You can't bring, any home, you can't bring home any souvenirs or anything like that. We don't leave any room. But when we overpack ourselves with emotions and worry and guilt, we, we, let, we don't allow people to come into our lives. We begin to push people away. We don't leave room for God to work because we want to carry guilt. We want to carry worry. And we just always focus on that. We don't easily move. When I carry all my bags, I can't move very quickly. And I, 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 can't, I, I just stand still. And it, it takes me longer. And I, have to, I, get, I hit people when I cross the aisles or I, I, I bump into the hallway. We don't move very easy when we, when, when we overpack. And that's the thing. We don't make decisions when we begin to, 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 to say, well, can I really do this? And you begin to, to think, to find your inadequacy, and you begin to worry, and you begin to doubt. And then we get tired quicker because we're carrying so much stuff. We have to carry mom's burdens and dad's burdens and our brothers and our wives and our kids. We, gotta carry, we have to carry everybody else. Why? Because that's, and, even that's, and that's even me being guilty of that. As a pastor, sometimes we carry so much. Instead of saying, I cannot handle it, because Scripture says that we're to cast our cares on the Lord. We're to cast everything on Christ because he cares for us, and he's going to carry that. And we need to let Jesus carry that for us. We cannot reach our purpose and what God has for us if we don't give it to him. It throws us off balance. As we're hiking, I love to hike, we, your backpack has to be just so because if not, you can slip, fall, go off balance, you can get hurt. And that's the thing. When we begin to overpack our lives with all the junk in this world, we become, we become off balance. And I hate the, the phrase to say, well, I have to live a balanced life. God hasn't called us to live a balanced life. He called us to live a, a, a life in harmony, to bring all the issues in our life and how they harmonize together like an orchestra, like a symphony of beautiful music and beautiful sound that, are, that every issue in our life comes together and becomes beautiful. And that makes the trip so much better. It makes our lives so much better. The road trip, the faith journey we're on, when we're able to harmonize the areas of life that God has placed us in, life in that trip and that journey becomes so much, so much better. So I want to challenge you with that. How are you packing? Where is your destination? The vehicle for us to get to our destination is is, you know, our purpose, what God has called us to do, whether it's to be a doctor, lawyer, a pastor, you know, whether to be a fry cook, whatever it is. Those are the vehicles that God uses to get to the final destination. The destination is heaven. The ultimate goal here in this life, though, is to be like Christ. And when we're like Christ, we do achieve our purpose. That faith journey is so much better because Christ is with us along the way. And he's given us the strength that we need to endure with perseverance this race that is in front of us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time of sharing. And Father, I know that as we get ready for this, 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 this school year to end, even for summer to come upon us, and just even some, a little extra busyness to come up within the next few weeks, Father, I pray that we would take time to look to you. 
that as we get ready for this faith journey or this faith journey that we're on and we have a lot of confusion and we don't seem to be growing the way we want, we, we, we don't seem to be uh, living the life that we want. Father, I pray this. I pray that we would, get, that we would not overpack. That we wouldn't pack all these things into our lives thinking that we can handle it. That we wouldn't think we can carry the weight of the world. That, that it's the Christian thing to do to carry everyone's burdens. It's true that we're to care for one another. But you said in Jesus' mouth, he said, cast your cares upon me. And that's what we should do. May we pack for this journey, God. May we pack the right things. As we persevere and endure, may those characteristics of hope of character, of integrity. May those things begin to flourish within us. That way we can run this race, that we can take this road trip effectively. Father, at the end of the day, as we pursue you, as we pursue Christ-likeness, along the way, may we point people to you. May we take people along this journey with us and fulfill our true purpose, which is to bring you glory, to bring you glory in this world. And Father, may it always, may it always be about you because heaven is our destination. In your wonderful name, amen. Everyone, thank you again for joining us. We pray that we see you this week, this weekend to hear from Pastor Jim and also to continue this, this series next week. Thank you very much. You are dismissed.